Well, today we've designated graduation weekend, a moment where we celebrate those who have fulfilled all of the requirements to either receive a diploma or a degree. We're here to celebrate you. For all the late nights and all the early mornings, all the assignments, all the problem sets, all the, the giving up time with family and friends, all the papers, the papers, the papers, the papers, we're here to celebrate you. We want you to know that not only is God proud of you, but we as a church, we're proud of you as well. You guys have worked hard. You've stayed committed. You've stayed faithful to the assignment. And we're here to celebrate you. But I want to remind us that even though you may be coming to the end of a chapter, it's actually the start of a brand new chapter. And we're inviting you as you step into the next chapter that God has for you, that you'd fully pursue all that God has for you. I believe that your best days are yet to come, that God still has a purpose for you, that he has a plan, and that he has something great he wants you to step into. So even as you're coming to an end, I believe this is a brand new beginning. He has a bold future and a bright future for each one of you. But in order for us to step into the brand new season that God has for us, we need discernment, capacity, insight, and especially wisdom. We need the wisdom of God. You see, we live in a world that's full of smartphones and unwise people. And we need God's wisdom to help us move forward in life. We need him to speak to our hearts. We need him to give, it, give us his mind and his perspective and his power so that we can step forward. Even in a moment where today we celebrate the day of Pentecost, the day where the Holy Spirit descended, we're reminded that the Holy Spirit is present. And I invite you, even now, to just open up your mind and your heart to allow God to speak to you. He has a purpose. My prayer as a pastor is not that you would hear me, but that you would hear him. My prayer is that you would leave here today saying, wow, what a good God we serve. And thank you, God, for sharing a word to my heart that will help me live and thrive. Today, I've titled today's message, A Word to the Wise. A word to the wise. It is God's desire that we have become wise. He's inviting us to lean into his presence and discover what wisdom is really all about. So we're going to go to God's word and discover what wisdom is. I'm inviting you to join me in Proverbs chapter 19. We're going to look at verses 20 and 21. While you're turning there, while you're opening up your Bible, while you're opening up your Westover app, I want to share with you that wisdom is something that's important. It's at the center of God's heart for us. You see, wisdom is mentioned over 200 times. It tells us that God really values us discovering his wisdom and how we can move forward. Now, some of you may be wondering, Pastor John, what is wisdom? Well, the dictionary tells us that wisdom is the ability to contemplate and act productively using knowledge, experience, understanding, common sense, and insight. What I find interesting about this definition is that it only tells us what wisdom is. It doesn't tell us where it comes from, or how we can get it. Fortunately for us, we have God's Word, and the Word of God tells us that wisdom comes from Him. In fact, the definition I like best for wisdom is this. Wisdom is the spiritual synthesis of all of God's knowledge, insight, understanding, discernment, capacity. In other words, it is the fullness of the full measure of the glory of God. That's what wisdom is. In fact, when we look at Proverbs chapter 8, I'm not inviting you to turn there, I'm just speaking parenthetically. We discover that wisdom 
was the first of God's creation. Before he created anything else, he created wisdom. I believe it's this book right here. This is wisdom. God's giving us wisdom for today. I also want to say that wisdom in Proverbs chapter 8 is personified as a woman. So husbands, your wife is wise. And all the women said, amen. Amen. And to the students, you would do well to listen to your mom. Why? Because your mom and the Holy Spirit are tight. And if you're not doing something right, God will speak to her to speak to you. I also say this to all the men in the room. If at first you don't succeed, don't try, try again. Just do it the way she told you in the first place. You can be wise. I want to invite you to join me, Proverbs chapter 19, verses 20 and 21. It says this, listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's what? Purpose that prevails. What Solomon is telling us today is that we can be counted among the wise, but we must be willing to listen to what God is saying to us. Wisdom is a choice, but so is ignorance. Ignorance is a choice. We don't have to be ignorant. We can choose to become wise and listen to God's word. God is saying, listen, Linda, listen, listen, listen. Solomon was writing... He was a king who lived 3,000 years ago, and he's writing to his son to live a wise life. But also God is speaking to us as sons and daughters. He's telling us to be counted among the the wise. And today I want to share with you two ways to become wise, two ways that we can become wise. Number one is this, find wisdom in God's word. Find wisdom in God's word. I'm going to invite you to say it with me. Find wisdom in God's word. If you want to know where wisdom is, go to God's word. Be willing to find wisdom in God's word. What I find interesting about the book of Proverbs is that there are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs, which means there's one chapter for every day of your life. In fact, I know some people who have made this part of their regular devotion life. They read Proverbs every month, month after month, year after year, and they are wise. They've been willing to find wisdom in God's word. God's word is not hidden from us. Yes, it's hidden in God's word, but it's not hidden from us. It's in plain black and white. In fact, James, the half-brother of Jesus, says this in James chapter 1, verse 5. He says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. What God is saying to us is that we don't have to live an unwise life. We have access to wisdom, but we must be willing to go to God's word. So don't go to Google, go to God's word. Find wisdom in God's word. This is the source where we can find wisdom for life. I tell people time and time again, this is the book and the manual for life. If you want to know what God is saying, read what he's already said. Discover how to follow Jesus and love people by reading his word. You'll never regret spending time in God's word. I'm gonna say it again. You'll never regret spending time in God's word. You'll discover who he is. Now, I know students, you've spent time and invested a lot of energy and even finances to go to school to acquire knowledge and facts and information. But God is now inviting us as we step into the next season of life to find wisdom. 
to find understanding, to discover who he is. You see, everything you need, God already is. Say it again. Everything you need, God already is. All the wisdom, all the discernment, all the capacity that you need, God already is. One thing that I hear professors and teachers often say is grow your capacity of knowledge. Get smarter. I want to encourage you today to grow your capacity for God. Grow your spiritual capacity in your heart to accommodate God in your life. Create space in your heart for him to abide in you and with you because everything you need, God already is. So don't just fill your head with knowledge. Fill yourself with the presence of God because when you get God, you get everything. You get wisdom, discernment, capacity, peace, grace, reassurance, strength, encouragement, the fullness of the full measure of the presence of God. And so grow your capacity to accommodate God in your life. And if you do, you'll be found among the wise. But Solomon also speaks to us and says this. He's telling us that there's two other ways that we can become wise. Verse 20 says this, listen to advice and accept discipline. And if you do this, at the end, you'll be counted among the wise. He's giving us two insights. Number one, Listen to advice and accept discipline is the second one. When Solomon is saying, listen to advice, he's actually telling us to listen to godly people. Listen to godly people. Why? Because when we listen to godly people, we're listening to someone who listens to God. We're listening to someone who finds wisdom in God's word. We're listening to someone who loves us. We're also listening to someone who has a whole lot of life experience. And life experience is essential. So if someone who is wiser and as godly is sharing something with you, be willing to listen. They're sharing it for your benefit. They have a lot of life experience. Experience is, is essential, but it's also expensive. Someone once said that success is built on a mountain of failure. If someone is sharing their experience and how to have success in life, especially in the life of faith, be willing to listen to them. Why? Because the, the price of tuition at the School of Hard Knocks is very expensive. It's very expensive. In fact, Warren Buffett said this. He said, when people tell me they've learned from experience, I tell them the trick is to learn from other people's experience. You can either pay the price to get experience or you can learn it for free. Be willing to learn from other people. Listening and learning is a sign of teachability and humility. And if you're willing to listen, you'll always learn. And you can learn from anybody. You can learn how to do things well in life, but you can also learn from people who aren't doing it right. You can learn from everybody. You know, that person in your life who's just needing a constant prayer because their life's a mess, you can learn from them. Yes, pray for them, but you can learn that that's not how God intends for us to live. He's intending for us to be wise. But it's not just about acquiring wisdom, it's about acting on it. This is the second thing that Solomon is telling us. When he tells us to accept discipline, he's actually telling us to embrace the habit of discipline. Say it with me. Embrace the habit of discipline. Discipline is a habit. Discipline is a choice. We don't have to be disciplined, but if we choose to be disciplined, we can have a life full of success. I don't know if you know this, but 60% of our life is a habit. 
How you tied your shoes this morning? That's a habit. Which hand you use to brush your teeth? That's a habit. Which seat you sit in when you come to church? That's a habit. Now I can take attendance while I'm watching, (laughs) seeing who's here and who's not. Habits help us. Plans give us purpose. It gives us direction. But habits is how we live it out each and every day. Discipline is choosing an ordered and a structured life. It's also what's required to have a quality called delayed gratification. Have you all heard that before? Delaying gratification is the ability to say no to something good right now so you can say yes to a better future. We need to have the capacity to be able to say no to something right now so we can say to God's better yes. God's inviting us to develop self-discipline in our life. And to our students, I would say this. The ability to delay gratification is the number one predictor of future financial success. If you want to have wealth in your life, be willing to learn the discipline of delayed gratification. They did a study with some really little kids, and they wanted to see who could delay gratification. It's called the marshmallow test. I invite you to check it out. The premise was this. They gave kids one marshmallow, and they said, if you wait five minutes, you'll get three later on. These kids are struggling and struggling, and some held out, and some decided to eat the marshmallow right when the person left. Well, they followed these kids into adulthood, and what they discovered is that the kids were, that were able to say no to themselves, by and large, were able to have a greater financial future. What God is saying to us is that we need to embrace discipline, self-discipline, as our very best friend. We need to embrace them as they are our best friend to us. Fortunately for us, we have the Holy Spirit who's here to help us. You see, the last of the fruit of the Spirit, what he cultivates in our life is self-control. It's discipline. And so for those of us who may be struggling with that, God can step in and he can help you. He can help you develop self-discipline. You see, discipline is one of those things that will either come from the inside or the outside. We can either choose to be self-disciplined or discipline will come from the outside. And when it comes from the outside, it's not what we want. But God is inviting us to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, to empower us through his spirit. God wants to give you more of his presence and more of his power. In fact, Solomon pleads with us to get wisdom in Proverbs chapter four. A couple chapters before, this is what he says. Verses five through eight. Get wisdom, develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Wisdom will guard your back. Love her, and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her, and she will honor you. Another version of the Bible renders verse 7 in the following way. It says this, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom, though it costs all you have, get understanding. What Solomon is telling us is if you just understand that God's wisdom is other than the pursuit of of God's presence and following Jesus, if you get wisdom and that's the greatest pursuit of your life, you will have profound success. Solomon is encouraging us. He's telling us as a father would say to a son or daughter that's leaving home, these are final words that he's telling us. He's wanting us to be wise so that we can thrive in life. And God is admonishing all of us 
to get wisdom and be willing to give all that we have to get wisdom and understanding. Why? Because wisdom's value is priceless and wisdom's advantage is matchless. Here's what I mean. The ability to walk into any moment at any time into any situation with any person and know exactly what to do is the definition of wisdom. And that is priceless. And the advantage it provides to us is matchless. We have limited capacity as humans. This is the limit of our wisdom. But God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. And when we choose to align our life with him and allow him to speak to our heart, he upgrades our life. And that's what wisdom is all about. God wants us to give a spiritual upgrade, which is called wisdom. He's inviting us to embrace wisdom and move forward. So here it is. If you want to be wise, read the book and do what it says. Read the book and do what it says, and you'll be counted among the wise. Here's the second way to become wise. Number two, align your plans with God's purpose. Align your plans with God's purpose. Verse 21 says this, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. What Solomon is telling us is that we need to have our life aligned with God's purpose. If we want to have a life that prevails, if we want to have success, true success, we need to make sure to align our life and our plans with God's purpose. And the Holy Spirit can help us. He can encourage us to align our life with him. God wants to provide alignment to your assignment because God anoints what is aligned with him. If you want him to anoint what you're doing, be willing to align your life and your purpose with him. He's wanting us to move forward in alignment with him. When Danae and I, we first got married, I was full of love, but not a lot of sense. I wasn't so wise. And God used my wife to tell me in the places where I wasn't wise. I remember one time we got in the car and we were driving and we were going down the highway and I was driving in my vehicle and right when I hit 60 miles an hour, the wheel the steering wheel started to shake and started to pull to the left. And my wife asked me, John, this is terrible. Why is it doing this? And I acted like I didn't hear her. And so she, said, she, she nudged me and she said, John, how long has this been happening? And I looked down, not for very long. And I said, just a couple of months. And she said, what? How is this possible? I said, yes. It's been happening for a couple months, but it wasn't so bad when it first started. I've gotten used to it. She said, this is not right. You need to get it fixed. And she gave me that look. You know that look. And so the very next day, I took it into the shop, and I told the, the mechanic what the issue was. And so he said, let me take a look. And he came out. He said, sir, I've got some good news. We can align your vehicle. That's what it is. It's misaligned. Then he said, come close. He took me up to the tires and he said, look at the tires. I said, okay. He said, there's an uneven wear pattern on your tires. I said, can you fix that? He said, no, I can't fix that. You've been driving for way too long with a misaligned vehicle and now your tires have worn down more than they should and you're gonna have to replace those tires sooner than you thought. He also decided to ask me a question that I really didn't like him asking. He said, Mr. Musset, so I just am wondering, 
And I knew right, right then he already knew the answer. He said, how is your gas mileage? I said, not great. He's like, yep, that's what happens when you take too long to get things fixed. He said, next time you have an issue, bring it in sooner so we can get it fixed. So you don't have problems. Many times in life, what's happening is that our life is not aligned with God. Our experience is bumpy. We're spending more energy. It's making life uncomfortable for the people that we love because we haven't chose to align our life with God's purpose. Well, today God is inviting us to align our life and our future with him. It says this, many are the plans in a purpose heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. God wants us to be aligned with him. God wants us to discover what it's like to follow him. He's inviting us to align our life and our future. So maybe in the last season of your life, your life wasn't aligned. Well, today we have a choice. We get the opportunity to align our life with him. And if you do, you're gonna see success. You're gonna see fruitfulness. You're gonna see impact. The way we do that is by finding his wisdom in his word and aligning our life with him. I wanna share with you, church, that we're committed to you being successful and fruitful in your life. But we're also committed to the next generation becoming more like Jesus. I wanna share with you something that we're doing in the next couple of weeks. It's called the Called Conference. And it's a conference for middle schoolers and high schoolers. So any student that's going into middle school will be eligible to be a part of this. It's Friday, June the 9th. It's gonna be a one day event where we're gonna champion the call of God in the next generation. One of the reasons that I'm a pastor today is because my pastor, when I was growing up, was willing to champion the call of God. As I've told you before, he allowed me to pray over people at the age of 14. I was praying for adults in the altar at 14 because a pastor was willing to take a risk on me. And today I'm standing here because of his willingness to champion the call of God. And I'm inviting every parent and every grandparent to sign up every middle schooler and high schooler to come to this experience. We're making it free. We would love for you to register to let us know that you're coming. But we want to invest in the next generation. God cares about the faith future of the next generation. And so should we. And so we're going to invest energy and focus to see God move in their life. And we're inviting you to be a part of that. I also want to issue an invitation to our life group leaders. We'd love you to partner with us on this one-day experience. I invite you to message our life group pastor so that you can be a part of this experience so that we can make it great for the kids and the students that God has entrusted to us. We want you to be a part of that. God's inviting us to pick up the tab for them. Someone did it for us and now we get the privilege of doing it for them. God's inviting us to help them discover that God is real and that he loves them. Well, today we're at the moment where we're here to celebrate our graduates. We're gonna start with our high school graduates and then our college and grad school graduates. So I wanna invite our high school graduates to stand. We wanna celebrate you. Go ahead and stand up right now. And we're gonna invite you to come to the front. Come front and center. We have a gift we want to give to you. We have a gift that we wanna share with you, something that'll help your life, help you thrive in your life and in your future. And here's what it is. It's a Bible. 
Why? Because the Bible is the key to life. If you make the Bible the foundation of your life, you'll always have success. It won't, it won't save you from encountering difficulty, but it will help you move forward in life. And I'm inviting you to say yes to Jesus. In fact, I know some of you, you're going to go to college. Some of you are going to go to the military. Some of you are starting a job. If you're here in town, we'd love to continue to journey with you as you become a young adult. And if you're stepping out and you're leaving home and going somewhere else, can I just encourage you as a pastor? I'm encouraging you to find a church. Find a church where the pastor preaches God's word and encourages you and champions you and helps you get connected to other people your age. God has a purpose for your life. And it's our great privilege to put this Bible in your hands. It's our gift to you. I believe that if you choose to build your life on this, God will help you be counted among the wise. So here's what I want to invite you to do. I want to invite you to turn and face your family and your friends. And I want to invite this church to extend their hands to pray a blessing. Let's pray blessing over these high school seniors. We're stepping out into God's future that God would bless them and protect them. Let's pray right now. God, I pray right now for each student here. God, that they would discover that you're real, that they would choose to follow you, Jesus. God, that as they step into adulthood, that they would realize that you're the best way to live. God, may they choose to find a church that preaches the word of God so they can be rooted and grounded in you and in faith community. Lord, our great desire is that they wouldn't be spiritual nomads, but that they would be followers of you all of the days of their life. Protect them, sustain them, strengthen them, give them your favor, give them your grace. Let them discover that you're real. Bless them today in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen, amen and amen. Congratulations once again. You guys may be seated. And now I want to invite our college and our graduate school graduates to stand. We want to celebrate you and honor you. I want to invite you to come to the front. So if you graduated college or grad school, stand and come to the front. We'd love to honor you. We are thrilled that you've completed all of the requirements that's necessary. We're here to celebrate you. We invite you to come up to the front, right to the center. We have a gift. I want to share with you what this gift is. It's a coffee mug. And on it is the verse, Proverbs 16, verse 3. It says this, commit your actions to God and your plans will succeed. If you're willing to commit your life and all that you do to God, you will see success. We'll see success in life. I also want to share with you that we put in there a payday. Why? Because we want to speak prophetically that God would give you a payday. If you don't have a job, we're praying that God will give you a job. And if you already have a job, we're praying that God would give you a promotion. We also have some mints in here. Why? Because we want your experience to be fresh if you're going out and doing interviews. And also... We have a Starbucks gift card. We want you to have a cup of coffee on us. And I'm believing that this is going to be the best tasting cup of coffee or tea or hot chocolate because you're going to be able to go and have a cup of coffee and watch everyone else who's studying in their textbooks. And guess what? You're not having to study because you're done. 
Congratulations. Congratulations. I also want to recognize another group of people. Those of you who have graduated and you've been raising a family, if that's you, I want to invite you to raise your hand. Why? Because we want to put another gift in your hands. Just raise your hand. Be, be bold. What we have for you is a gift card to Santicos. We want you to take your family to the movie on us. We want you to have a family experience. We know that you've given up time with your family. We know that you've invested. You've been an Uber to your kids. You've had to make meals. You've had to do, clean the house. You've had to, you've had to work a full-time job, work a full-time family, and do school. And we just want to celebrate you and encourage you. Thank you so much. I invite you once again to turn as we as a church extend our hands and let's pray God's blessing and favor over these graduates. God, we come to you in this moment. We pray that you would provide your grace and your favor. They fulfilled all the requirements to receive a degree. But Lord, may they not stop at just having knowledge and information, but that they would discover the fact that you have wisdom, immeasurably more wisdom than all that they could ask or imagine. I pray, Lord, that you'd bless them as they step boldly into the future. Lord, may you equip them to be leaders for you. May they speak your name boldly and clearly to the people around them. Prosper them, God. For those who are looking for a job, may you open up the right opportunity. And for those who need a promotion, I pray, Lord, you provide that to them. But Lord, may they realize that comes from you. Lord, we bless these graduates. Protect them, strengthen them, encourage them. In Jesus' name, And everybody said... Amen and amen. Can we celebrate them one more time? You may be seated. And today as I close, I want to invite you to stand with me. I just want to share with you, it is our great joy to journey with you in this journey of faith. We love you. We're praying God would prosper you and that you would discover that God has wisdom for you and that he wants you to move forward. If there's anything that we can do as a church to serve you, please let us know. And finally, thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and we're dismissed.